Tread on turpents and scorpions on a daily I stand and walk in authority that he gave me I'm a reflection of God, so watch me be the light It's time that we show the world that Jesus, Jesus is Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Teaching Thursdays. I'm your teacher for the evening, Pastor BJ Piggy, and I just want to thank y'all so much for joining us tonight. We appreciate y'all so much from the bottom of our hearts. As you can see at the bottom of your screen, this is the ministry teaching you to walk in the power of God and experience the God kind of life daily. And so I understand that you got a lot of things going on in your life. And so I know taking your time out to get around the word of God with us is very, very precious. We never, ever take it for granted because there's so many other things that you could be doing with your time. But we just thank you that you took your time, whether you're watching it live or whether you're watching on the replay, to spend time around the word of God with us. Listen, again, this is a ministry teaching you to walk in the power of God. What does that mean? Teaching you to walk just like Jesus walked. Teaching you how to react just like Jesus reacted. Teaching you to have the mind of Christ just like just like Jesus had. And when we operate in those three things, we are able to exude. We're able to experience. We're able to see the power of God on a daily basis. And, <clears throat> and so it's good to see him on a daily basis and not just a Sunday to Sunday basis or not a every other day or month to month or see him every Easter Sunday or see him every Mother's Day or see him every Father's Day, see him every Christmas. No, God wants us to have a relationship with him that goes on on a daily basis. And he wants us to experience him on a daily basis. He wants us to grow in his word. He wants us to grow in his knowledge. He wants us to grow in his spirit. He wants us to grow and mature in him. And that and that doesn't just come by you going to church once a week. That doesn't just come by you listening to a worship song. It doesn't just come with you talking to your friends about the Bible every now and then. It takes intentionality. It takes you saying, you know what? I'm going to get into this word. I'm going to learn it so that I can apply it to my life. And I need to listen as much as I can listen to. I need to read as much as I can read. I need to get connected to whoever I believe and know that is connected with God themselves so that they can help grow me up and mature me in the things of God. It comes with all of those different things. And so we have to. Uh, and so that's what walking in the power of God daily is going to require. That's what walking in the power of God daily should be looking like. It's you on a journey seeking God like never before. It's you on a journey going after God like never before, learning more and more and more about him, becoming more like him so that you can exude and exhibit the power of God, the glory of God, the light of God in the earth. And we want to be doing this on a daily basis. Why? Because the enemy is constantly bombarding us on a daily basis. So we should be growing even more on a daily basis where the word, where Holy Spirit, where God, where us hearing his voice is concerned, all of these different things. We can't take it lightly. And so because we don't take it lightly, we're going to go after this thing every single day. Listen, you go to work every single day, don't you? 
You talk to your friends most of the time every single day. You you watch a television show probably every single day, or you watch a funny clip, or you go and get on social media every single day, right? Well, you should have that same intentionality about getting in the Word of God, spending time with God, praying, reading, doing something, asking Him what He wants you to do for that day so that you can walk in the power of God and experience the God kind of life daily. And so when you do that, you you will have the God kind of life. You will have the Zoe life. You will have the abundant life that God desires for you to have. You will have the life that Christ envisioned for you to have when he died on the cross. Amen. And that is a life and life more abundantly. Amen. Give God some praise for that. I'm so excited about that. I'm pumped about that because, man, when I understand that I am just a word away, when I am just a question away from getting breakthrough in my life, I need to get excited because uh, when I see God on a daily basis and all I have to do is ask him and he'll lead and guide me because he said he'll never leave me nor forsake me. He said he'll give me wisdom and not upbraid if not. He will He will lead and guide my life. And so if that is the case, I'm never going to be stuck. If that is the case, I'm never not going to have a way out. If that is the case, I'm always going to have hope because God is ready, willing and able to do everything which he's already done. But he's ready, willing and able to give us the instruction that'll lead us to that flourishing, abundant life. Amen. So if you believe that and you know that inside your heart, you need to go ahead and give God some praise in advance because God has already done this stuff for us. And all we have to do is align ourselves with it and we'll begin to see and experience that power and the glory of God on a daily basis. Amen. So that is why this ministry is here. That's why God commissioned this ministry. I can't speak for any other ministries. I just know what God's called us to do so that we can help you guys walk in the power of God on a daily basis. And that's what it's all about. Amen. Glory to God. So as we get ready to get into the uh, Bible study for tonight, uh, I know a lot of y'all have seen the title. I know a lot of y'all are... Um, maybe have a little questions about the title, but we're going to get into that. But before we do, I want to run through our announcements real quick, like we always do at the beginning of the Bible studies, because uh, the first thing we want to do is make sure that you guys like it, share it, tag a friend, go ahead and share it to every group that you have authority to share it to. Don't be sharing it to groups that uh, you don't even have authority to share it to. Just share it to the groups where uh, you know people will listen to it. You know it'll be a blessing to them because I don't want you kicked out of any groups just because you're sharing this broadcast. Amen. So if you are a part of any groups that you have authority to share to share this to, go ahead and share this broadcast with them so that they can be blessed as well. Go ahead and ask your, go ahead and invite your family. Go ahead and invite your friends. You know people who will need this message. You know people who need to hear the word of God. And so if anybody comes on your heart, if anybody comes on your mind right now, go ahead and share this with them. Tag them in the comment section. If you're on Facebook, share it to them or click the link to share and copy link and send this to somebody's uh, text message or whatever group chat you may be a part of so that they can be part of the conversation. And the easiest way to do that, if you're going to send it through a text message or a group chat, you can go to the YouTube page share the link and they can watch it live there, watch it at any time. And so we appreciate you guys in advance for doing that. So again, tag your friends, like it, share it, heart it, do all the things so that we can get the algorithm up so that people will know that uh, this will be a message that people need to hear. Amen. And also we would really like to know if this is your first time uh, coming to BJPD Ministries, if this is your first time, uh, <clears throat> if this is your first time listening, to the broadcast. We would like to acknowledge you uh, just by saying thank you for coming. We appreciate you guys for showing up. Uh, and so 
yeah, if this is your first time, we just want to shout you out because God loves you. We appreciate you. And so thank you again for taking the time out of your Thursday night to spend around the word of God with us. Amen. Next thing, <clears throat> next thing we would like to do is that if you haven't followed us on all of our social media platforms, please go and do so because we release things on there every single day now. And so I believe you will be encouraged by the things that we release. And so, and there's also been some confessions there, man. And let me just quickly talk about those confessions. There's a reason why we've been asking you guys to confess. And we haven't really taught a whole bunch on confessions and speaking things out of your mouth. We've alluded to it sometimes. And, uh, and I'm not talking about uh, naming it and claiming it. I'm not talking about uh, you know speaking things into existence per se. But what I am talking about is calling things that be not as though they were. Because the Bible does specifically talk about speaking things that be not as though they were. What does that mean? I am going to call forth the word of God into my life rather than what I currently see in my life. That is calling something, calling those things that be not as though they are. I would prefer and I desire the word of God in my life over what I'm currently seeing. So when we put confessions on those things on Instagram and Facebook, you making those confessions are basically saying, I am allowing that word to come into my life right now. Rather than what I'm seeing on the outside, I want this word to come into my life right now. That's why in the caption, it always says, type and confess this. We have a little note on there that's, you know, whatever's on the picture, it says Jesus is Lord or whatever, whatever it may be. And you go ahead and you say, Jesus is Lord over my life and I submit everything that I have to him. That was one of them that was going on this week. When you say that out loud, you begin to cause all of hell to take notice that you will submit to God, no matter what. You will submit everything that you have to him, no matter what. And God is the Lord over your life and not just your savior. And we talked about that previously. And when you begin to make those declarations, things will begin to change. You will begin to get a different perspective. You will begin to look at things a lot differently when you begin to do that. So that is why we're asking you to to follow us on the Facebook pages, follow us on Instagram, follow us on YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, follow us on all the things. And if you're already doing it, go and invite your friends and say, hey, man, this is a place you need to be following. We follow all these other page, uh, all these other pages that don't benefit us at all. We follow LeBron James. We follow every single thing that will give us a laugh. Why don't we follow a ministry that is going to give us life-changing word that will help benefit our lives on a daily basis? So if you haven't done it yet, I encourage you to do so. And if you have, invite your family and invite your friends to go and do so at this time while we're going through the announcements or they can do it later whenever. But I just encourage you to go ahead and do that. Amen. Next thing, if you like getting podcasts, this ministry releases a podcast every Monday morning at 6 a.m. so that you can start your week off right. Listen, the podcasts are generally the messages that we do here. But if you haven't listened to all the messages, it's good to get that word before <clears throat> before you go to work or before you start your week off so that you can have some direction so that you can have Holy Spirit prompting you on the things that you need to do for that week so that you can have a successful conquering week. And so if you like getting podcasts, you can get our podcast anywhere where podcasts are being released on Apple, Google, iHeart, Stitcher, Spotify, you name it, Amazon. You anywhere you can get a podcast, we are there. Just search for BJ Piggy Ministries and you will get it. Download it Mondays at 6 a.m. and you will get the word for the week and your life will be blessed 
buy it. Amen. Next thing, if you haven't signed up for daily encouragement emails, we encourage you to do so. Listen, those daily encouragements, not only do we do things on Facebook, not only do we do things on Instagram, not only do we do the podcast, but we send daily emails Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. to not all to. So you're getting word all the way around. Are y'all understanding what I'm saying? Y'all are getting word all the way around so that you can have what is necessary for life so that you can have the necessary food and bread for life. We're trying to give you word every single where we go <laughs> and every single platform. We don't have it in text format, but we can. But we, wanna, but we want people to utilize all the different areas that we have right now so that we can continue to add all these other things, man. So on Facebook and Instagram, you're getting daily encouragement. On emails, you're getting daily encouragement. You're getting a podcast every Monday. Listen, and if you want to get these emails, all you got to do is email us at bjpiggyministries at gmail.com, or you can just send us your email address through any one of the social media platforms via direct message. And all you got to do is say, hey, I want to be added to the daily encouragement emails. Just add me to the daily encouragement emails. Here's my email address. And I'm telling you, if you do that tonight, you will start getting the emails as early as Friday morning. We will add you to the list and you will start getting the emails starting tomorrow morning, Friday morning and Monday through Friday from here on out. Amen. Glory to God. So I'm, in, I'm telling y'all, we get we giving out encouragement every single place that we can. Amen. And next thing we'd like to talk to you about is being a virtual partner. Now, listen. Being a virtual partner is what allows us to do all of this stuff, right? Being a virtual partner with this ministry allows us to have the capability and the financial backing to do everything that we talk about doing. And praise God, there is nothing that God has not called us to do that we haven't had the finances to do so. God has so richly been good to us through the faithful giving of our partners and our friends that we've been able to do every single thing whenever God calls for it. Now, I haven't even talked about all the other stuff that we do, but all the different uh, venues that we're able to do this stuff, create podcasts, all this other stuff, we're able to do it because of the faithful giving to make sure that the word gets out. And in addition to that, we also help people take care of stuff. We also help people with their needs. We also help pay people's rent. We also help people do this and do that. Listen, that is what the ministry is here to do. We're not just here to hoard the funds to ourselves. We're here to do what God directs us to do with the money, and that's help take care of his people, right? And so because we have faithful virtual partners that give on a consistent basis, <clears throat> we're able to do that. So if you want to be a part of that community, if you want to be a part of BJPG Ministries by being a virtual partner, some of y'all may be asking, well, what does that look like? All you have to do is let us know, say, hey, I want to be a virtual partner, and we'll send you out an email. And basically, this is all we ask you to do. Number one, pray for the ministry. Number two, prayerfully consider about some things that you can help with the ministry, right? If you feel like you have a graphic uh, assistance or graphic, if you're able to do uh, flyers and things of that nature, or if you want to help with the online broadcast, or if you want to help with the emails, or if you want to help with the podcast, whatever, whatever you feel like, or if there's something new that the ministry isn't doing, let's get together and let's see what God will have us do where that's concerned. So if you're a part, if that's something that's on your heart to do and you desire to be a virtual partner, that's what that looks like. So number one, pray for the ministry. Number two, prayerfully ask God how you can help assist the ministry because we can do more together than we can apart. And thirdly, your part is prayerfully consider, about, consider sowing into the ministry and what that should look like on a consistent basis so that we can keep doing the things that God has called us to do. Now, BJ, you're talking about what my part is. What's your part? I'm glad you asked. Our part is to pray for you on a daily basis. 
Our other part is to make sure that we teach you what God is giving us so that we can help you live that daily kind of abundant life that we've already been talking about. It's our responsibility to make sure that you're lifted up so that you can get that encouragement. Y'all y'all see all of the stuff that we've been doing, the podcast, the emails, the, the daily posts, all of those different things. It's our responsibility to make sure that you're getting the word, you're getting something spirit led so that you can live the daily abundant life. That is our responsibility. And so then when you get the daily responsibility, when you get the... Uh, uh, hold on one second, y'all. Hold on one second. I want to check something out. All right. Hold on one second, y'all. I think we should be good. And so let me check it in one other spot real quick. Uh, so when you're able, so when we're able to do everything that we're doing for them, for you guys, number one, we pray for you. Number two, we give you the word of God, <clears throat> what we believe God has given to this ministry. And lastly, y'all, we we want to help you get all the resources necessary so that you can live that abundant life. Because not only uh, is it our responsibility to help you spiritually, but we also believe that God gives us wisdom so that we can flourish naturally. And so when we have resources available to us that will help you flourish in your natural life, we want to be able to give you those resources. So uh, when you become a partner. Right. And so it's our responsibility to help you live that daily abundant life. And so as God leads and guides us in that area, that's where, uh, you know, that's where a partnership comes into play so that we can help you in that area as well. So those are our responsibilities. Those are your responsibilities. We appreciate we appreciate every single one of y'all for doing all of this. Amen. All right. So next thing we like to get into is this. Uh, if you guys have any prayer requests and if you have any testimonies, we appreciate you guys reaching out to us because we pray for people every single week and we love praying for people according to the word of God so that you can see the word of God line up in your life so that you can see the word of God manifest in your life. When we when we get prayer requests, we don't just agree based on what you ask. No, we prayerfully see God on what we should be praying for based on the request. And then we turn around and pray the word back to God where that request is concerned so that you can see the word manifest in your life. Because there's nothing that's going to come to pass that is not backed by God and not backed by his word and not backed by his spirit. And so that is why we take time before we come back and pray, but we always pray the word of God so you can see the word of God manifested in your life. Amen. So if you have a prayer request, make sure you send that in. Or if you have a testimony, we love hearing about what God has done in your life. And we especially love hearing about what God has done in your life based on what this ministry has uh, done in your life. So again, we appreciate it. If you'd like to be a virtual partner, all you got to do is email us at bjpgministries at gmail.com. Or you can direct message this ministry uh, and, and say, hey, BJ, I want to become a partner. Hey, BJ Piggy Ministries, I want to become a partner. And we'll get that welcome uh, information out to you and we'll go from there. Amen. If you have a prayer request, do the same. And if you have a testimony, do the same. Amen. Are y'all ready for the word? Because I know I sure am. <laughs> Are y'all ready for the word? Because the word is going to be fire tonight. The word is going to be fire tonight. And so what I want to do is this. I want to start off by first talking about. I want to first start off by talking about. Uh, 
<clears throat> y'all see at the bottom of the screen what we're going to be talking about tonight, right? We're going to be talking about fearing not. And we've alluded to it a little bit already, uh, but I want to start off this Bible study just by first saying that this world is pretty much ran based on what Jesus told us not to do. Okay. This world is pretty much ran based on what Jesus told us not to do. And at the bottom of your screen, you can see the title of this message is to fear not. And throughout the gospels, Jesus alluded to it. And he basically said, I need you not to fear. He even spoke about it. God even spoke about it a lot in the old Testament. And we're going to see in both where that commandment, because when he says fear not, it's not a suggestion. When he says fear not, it's not something that you can consider and say, well, I may or may not fear. No, when he says, do not be afraid, when he says fear not because of this and because of that, he's commanding us to do it, which no longer makes it a suggestion for a reason. He's telling us not to do it for a reason. Whenever God tells you not to do something, it is for a reason. And I don't understand why sometimes when we get commandments, instructions from God, that we think they're suggestions. They're not. They are commandments which should be taken heed to quickly. And the reason why they should be taken heed to quickly is because whenever God speaks to you concerning something, he knows something is coming down the pike. And, and, and when God knows that something is coming down the pike, we need to take heed to what he's to, to what he's trying to talk to us about. And this whole series has been preparing us for the times ahead. This whole series is dedicated to equipping you for what's getting ready to, that's going to blow up some more in the earth, let me just say. Because I know a lot of times people say, for stuff that's going to hit the earth, for things that are going to get worse, all this other stuff. Listen, this stuff has already been percolating. This stuff has already been going on. But what it's going to do is it's going to get worse and worse and worse as time goes on. And God wants his people taken care of. God wants his people in Goshen. And we talked about that. God wants his people in Goshen and not in the other outer parts of Egypt. He wants his people listening to his instructions, abiding in his presence, abiding under his shadow so that they are in a well-watered, flourished area. The Bible says in Psalm 66, a wealthy place, a well-watered, flourishing area. That's what Goshen was. And because the people were led by the instructions of the Holy Spirit at the time, they were able to get to the place where they were taken care of and they didn't have to worry about all the other stuff that was going on outside of Goshen. So if you want to uh, do an in-depth study on that, go back and listen to parts one, two, and three, where we went through a lot of that in detail, where we talked about Goshen. But tonight, I really want to get to this aspect of fearing not because, again, this world is ran based on fear. See, the stock market and things of that nature move. Companies make decisions based on fear. Oh, well, our bottom line is getting ready to get messed up. Oh, we need to go ahead and lay off some people. Oh, I foresee some danger coming on the horizon. And so before the danger even comes, they're messing up things right now, fearing that this stuff may come down the pike. And what I want to really get into tonight and help us understand that fear is one of those things that the enemy uses to get you to move in a direction that attaches you to his word, attaches you to his kingdom. But when we understand what fear is and why God does not want us to fear and we can operate in faith and move towards his word and move towards his kingdom, then we can be taken care of. But if we continue to allow fear and if we can continue to allow the anxiety and the chaos and the pressure of this world to continue to be the heavyweights on our lives, we will find ourselves discouraged. We will find ourselves frustrated. We will find ourselves operating in fear, 
wondering why the stuff that we're fearing is happening in our life because we are doing the thing that Jesus and God told us not to do. And that is to fear. So I'm going to get into it tonight to help you understand that Jesus does not want us fearing. And the reason why he doesn't want us fearing is because it connects us to the kingdom of darkness, whereas faith connects us to his kingdom. And we should always be walking by faith. What does the Bible say? We walk by faith and not by what? Sight. The reason why we don't walk by sight is because faith is typically attached to the stuff that you are seeing. Let me let me help you all understand some stuff. Let me help you all understand some stuff. When we start fearing, it's because we are putting our focus on some stuff that we're seeing. Let me give you an example. You go to the doctor and you get a bad report. You begin to fear the actual report because of what is not even knowing that you as a believer, not knowing as a believer that you can look at something totally different and allow that to be the thing that moves you rather than the report that you're seeing with your physical eyes. BJ, what you talking about? What you mean I can look at something different other than a doctor's report that can have me move in a different direction? The doctor says this is going to happen. But what does the word say? What does God say? Because if I can get my eyes on that and allow that to have more weight in my life, then I won't even be concerned about this report that the enemy is trying to throw that push, push down my throat right now. If I'm able to focus on the word and allow Holy Spirit to lead and guide my life, this report won't even mean anything. And that is why the Bible says we walk by faith and not by sight. And we're going to see a scripture here in a little while that says the things that you see are temporary. They're subject to change to the things that are eternal. What is eternal? The word of God. So this is why this is why we're talking about not fearing, because there are going to be so many things that happen in this world. There are going to be so many reports that go on in this world. There are going to be so many news broadcasts. There are going to be so many uh, social media posts that talk about all this crazy stuff that go on in the world that's, that's going to try to get your attention. And what you need to be focused on and what you need to make sure you put your attention on is faith and the word of God. Because once I do that, I can navigate the stuff in the natural. But if I have, but if I don't have faith in the word and the Holy Spirit is my foundation, but I got all this other stuff as my foundation, as I navigate throughout the world, I'm going to allow distress. I'm going to allow fear. I'm going to allow terror. I'm going to allow depression, all this other stuff to rule me because I'm allowing fear to rule me. That is why Jesus says, I don't want you to fear. <laughs> Are y'all following what I'm saying right now? So I hope you can understand that clearly right now. As we get into understanding what fear really is, we need to align ourselves with him so that we can be in proper position. So let's go ahead and talk about this. The enemy tries to control everything through fear. The, there, there are two systems of operation, and that's how the enemy controls things. He controls things by people's fear. And we're going to see that in the scripture here. And I, I know I keep saying we're going to see it, but let's just go ahead and get into it because I'm going I'm to stop saying we're going to get into it. And let's just go ahead and get into it. All right. So watch this, y'all. Watch this. He tries to control everything through fear. And if he can get us to fear circumstances, watch this. He can control us. If he can get us to fear, he can control us. If he can get us to fear, he can control us. He can control our decision making. He can control our speech. He can control how we uh, go about our daily lives. He can see. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but a lot of times what ends up happening when news reports come out 
And I've experienced it here in Louisiana because a lot of times we get bad reports. We get uh, bad weather reports a lot of times because this is a hurricane state. Hur hurricanes do come through here. That's a matter of fact. OK, but a lot of times when those reports come out because of because of uh, because of the fear that's associated with that and the damage that hurricanes can have, people rush and go to the stores and they go and take up everything out of the stores just based on the fear news report that it may come this way. Now, that is what fear is designed to do. Fear is designed to get you to be anxious about a situation, to get you to move in a direction to try to get something to come to pass. And a lot of times what ends up happening in these reports, even in the event that even in the event that the hurricane doesn't come through, even in the event that, uh, you know, the news report was wrong, people were still flurrying around. I mean, Things get completely shut down just based on fear, not even knowing of a reality if it's going to come. And that's what fear does. Have y'all ever had a situation where um, you just you just heard something's getting ready to happen or somebody's just talking about it? Nobody has any idea. They just threw it out of the air. You know, one of your friends or whatever, they just threw it out there and said, man, so-and-so getting ready to do this or so-and-so getting ready to happen. Have y'all ever had that? And then what ends up happening is um, you that anxiety have y'all ever had anxiety about something before things even before anything ever happens have y'all ever had anxiety about anything before it ever even happens that's what fear is it's, it's, it's like a gripping of the inside of you it's, it's like a gripping of your mindset it's like a gripping of your heart and so the enemy tries to get you to have anxiety about something, tries to get you to have stress about something, tries to get you to have worry about something, tries to get you to have care about something before you even know that thing is going to happen or not. And, and the reason why he tries to get you to grab hold of it before you even see it is because he's trying to get you to pull that thing into your life. Whereas faith, faith is used to try to pull other things into your life. I hope you all follow what I'm saying. So when you're fearing, the enemy wants to use that to try to get you to grab hold to what was just told to you so that you can get that thing to happen in your life. And God is trying to get you to operate by faith so that you can hear the word and hear what his spirit says so that you can grab hold of that and get that to manifest in your life. That is why Jesus says, fear not. That is why he says fear not, because every time you allow that worry, every time you allow that anxiety, every time you allow that fear, every time you allow that that, <laughs> that false evidence appearing real, because that's what fear really is. Fear is something. Let me just tell you all this. Fear is false evidence appearing real. Fear is false evidence appearing real. And the reason why I say it's false evidence is because of this reason right here. It's false evidence because. The enemy, again, uses things that are temporary or things that can be seen to get you to focus, to get you to not focus on the un unseen or spiritual things. Let me say that one more time. It's false evidence appearing real because the enemy wants to use the fact or the falseness. And the reason why it's false is because it doesn't supersede the truth, which is the word of God. So anything that's not the word of God is false. It may be fact. And if it's fact, then it can be superseded by truth and turned in. See, fact can be turned into truth. <laughs> but, but, but fear 
and facts, they try to get you to stay in their realm so that you can just hold on to that and not just hold on to the truth. That is why it's false evidence appearing real. The enemy tries to make it seem like it's so real. He tries to make you think that it's such a reality in your life that you gravitate towards that rather than gravitating towards what God is saying. That's why he's saying, don't you fear. Don't you fear that thing over there. Don't you get anxious about that. Don't you worry about that. And let me give an example like this, because this may hit home for a lot more people. <clears throat> when, you're, when your children are out and, and your children are out and about and you have teenagers and you have grown adults or whatever, a lot of times, uh, I mean, and we do this just as normal human beings. That's why we have to be intentional about that stuff when it rises up. Because the enemy will use any instance that he can to try to get you, to try to grab that hold on you, to try to get that terror and that worry attached to you, right? So your children are out. You just hear a news report saying such and such is going on around that area. And immediately fear gets gripped with you. Immediately uh, worry gets gripped with you. Why? You it, it gets gripped to you because you now attached yourself to the news report that just came out. But what you should be attaching yourself to is the truth that the angels are with your children and they're not going to dash their foot. You know, so when <laughs> be this slower real quick, what you should what you should be focusing in on is the reality of you praying for your kids, you declaring the angels going with your kids and the fact that the word says that he's going to protect your kids. And so when you gravitate towards that, fear won't have a chance to grip and worry won't have a chance to reside because you've now put your focus on, man, I can't go out to that spot anyway. So I might as well just thank the angels that they're protecting my children. I might as well just say, hey, God, your Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit is there with my child. I thank you that they're taken care of and that they're protected. But a lot of times what we do, we don't we don't switch to that fact. We don't we don't go straight to the angels. We don't go straight to the word. We don't we don't go straight to that. We go straight to, oh, Lord, what's going on at that school? Oh, Lord, what's going on at this or what's going on at that place or what's going on on that street or what's going on over there? Our first response should be that of faith and it should be that of what God is saying to us. Now, that's a different thing that then if Holy Spirit told you to tell your kids not to go to there, because if the Holy Spirit told your kids not to go to there and he told you to tell them not to go there, then they may run into a consequence. That's totally different than that's totally different than you standing on the word and allowing the angels to do what they do. Now, uh, but still, even in any one of those instances, we shouldn't allow fear to grip because even if they went and disobeyed, there's still grace and there's still mercy that we can attach ourselves to through faith that can help cover them in that situation. But that should be our first response rather than allow worry and allow fear and anything other and, and, and all that anxiety to grip our hearts to try to get us to attach to the crazy thing that we just heard. That's why it's false evidence appearing real, because it's trying to gravitate you to something that's not even true yet. It's not even true. Nothing's even happened yet. And so that's why the enemy is trying to get you to grab hold of it through fear so he can pull you in that direction. And if he can pull you in that direction, he can get you all anxious. He can get you all worried. He can have every care of the world. He can then start, he can then start to compound a whole bunch of other stuff on you that you didn't even know was there. Man, I remember when I went there, such and such happened. 
Why, why does that have anything to do with what's going on right now? You're not in that situation. It can, he can try to replay a whole bunch of crazy stuff because that's what fear does. Fear puts you in position to allow all the playbacks of the enemy. Glory to God. Y'all going to get this. Fear puts you in that position to allow all the playbacks of the enemy to try to go through your thinking, to try to, to try to get you to think that that same thing is getting ready to happen. But when you allow faith, to take president, when you gravitate towards faith first, all the playbacks of God taking care of you, all the playbacks of God saying he'll never leave you or forsake you, you will allow that to play back rather than the stuff of the enemy to play back. And you can attach yourself to the word that he'll protect your kids rather than attach yourself to that news report and think something's going on with your kids. The angels got you. The word got you. Holy Spirit got you. And that should be our first response rather than allowing anxious anxiety and fear to run over our lives. Fear is false evidence appearing real. And this is why fear is false evidence, because the enemy tries to use that stuff that haven't even happened. It's just a word to try to pull you in that direction to get you to do something and connect to something that you shouldn't be connecting to. And trying to get you, trying to get your focus off of the unseen stuff and the spiritual things, which is the word of God and the spiritual things that you should be attaching yourself to. Are y'all listening to what I'm saying? Does that make sense to you? So let's go look at this scripture. I hope I broke it down clear enough to you. Let's go look at this scripture. Second Corinthians 4, 17 through 18. It says, we view our slight short-lived troubles in the light of eternity. This is the, the passion translation. We view our slight, short-lived troubles in the light of eternity. We see our difficulties as the substance that produces for us as an eternal weight of glory far beyond all comparison. Because we don't focus our attention. This is what I want you to focus on. Because we don't focus our attention on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but the unseen realm is eternal. Do y'all see that? It says we don't focus our attention on what is seen, but on what is unseen. What is that saying? We focus in on faith and not by sight. We live by faith and not by sight. That's what that's saying. But when you don't do that, you allow the things that you see to become weightier in glory, and it becomes the and it becomes the substance for you because that's what you're that's what you're holding on to. But when you hold on to the things that are unseen, when you hold on to the spiritual things, then that stuff becomes substance for you. And the reason why I can say that is because for what is seen is temporary, but the unseen realm is eternal. What is that saying? When you grab a hold of the unseen realm, when you grab hold of the word of God, when you grab hold to Holy Spirit, when you grab hold to what God is saying to you, that temporary situation, that temporal situation, that situation that is subject to change, it will change to the unseen realm or the spiritual realm or what the, or what the word says it's supposed to be. The question is, what are you going to put more weight in? The question is, what are you going to put your focus on? The question is, what are you going to allow to rule your life? See, this is why we this is why we've talked about emotions before. This is why we've talked about uh, not allowing your emotions to rule you, because this is how the enemy utilizes fear to try to pull you in a direction. That's what emotions are. Emotes. They are to move you in a direction. Emotions, emote. They are designed to move you in a direction. And so there are holy emotions and there are negative emotions. 
And so when we start talking about fear, we're talking about negative emotions moving you in a direction that you don't need to go. And I know a lot of y'all can understand that because as soon as you start dealing with negative emotions, it starts pulling you to a darker and darker place. It starts trying to connect you to the things of the kingdom of what? Darkness. But as long as you continue to have the spirit of God and allow the holy emotions, the emotions of joy, the emotions of faith, the emotions of temperance, all of these different emotions that can move you in the direction of the word of God, you will start beginning to see the light at the end of the tunnel rather than the darkness. And that is the constant battle that is going on between faith and fear. This is why Jesus said, fear not. This is why Jesus said, fear not. That is why we don't need to I'm going let me say it like this. I'm not saying you shouldn't be aware of what's going on in the world because the Bible said, because we've read several scriptures up to this week that there's going to be darkness everywhere around us. But when we're in Goshen, it's not going to come near us. So it's not like you can't look out your window. It's not like the people that were in Goshen couldn't see outside of Goshen and be like, man, why is hell dropping everywhere but in Goshen? It's not like you won't be able to see these things. It's not like you won't be able to be aware of these things because you need to be aware so you won't go outside of Goshen. When you're looking at it and you're seeing this stuff going on and you, when I'm in Goshen and I see the hailstorm that, that, that hit Egypt, remember in Exodus, it talked about, if y'all, I think, I believe it was uh, preparing uh, for the times ahead part two, when it talked about in Egypt, <laughs> that there was a hailstorm that happened that was, that was the worst hailstorm in the history of Egypt at the time, they were looking at this storm. So you're going to be able to see, you're going to be able to see the chaos. You're going to be able to see the stuff going on, but it shouldn't be coming near you. That's your awareness. That is your key to be like, you know what? I see it's crazy out there in the world. I see jobs going crazy. I see people getting laid off. I see banks collapsing. I see this going on. I see that going on. But that is why I'm going to stay in Goshen. That is why I'm going to continue to hear God and obey God. That is why I'm going to stick with God no matter what. Because if I get outside of God, if I get outside of Goshen, I'll be subject to everything that's going on outside of his leading, outside of his presence, outside of his word. I'll be subject to all of this stuff because I made a decision to go outside. So again, it's not that you won't be aware of it. It's not like you won't see the darkness, but it won't come near you. Why? Because you're going to stay in Goshen. When you view your troubles in light of eternity, you access heaven to overcome all issues. I'm going to say that one more time for the people way in the back. When you view your troubles in light of eternity, in light of the word, you access heaven to overcome all your issues. I don't care what issue you may be going through. If you look at your issue in light of the word and what God does and what God can do in your life, it, it equips you to overcome all of your issues. It doesn't allow you to stay in that place. It doesn't, it doesn't keep you there. You are an overcomer in Christ when you look at things in light of eternity or you look at things in light of the word. Things that are temporal, things that are temporary, things that are seen are subject to change to the things that are in eternity or the word of God when that becomes your focus, when that's your focus and your attention and your viewpoint. When we focus our attention on what is seen versus what isn't seen, we allow fear to rule us. Are y'all listening to me? When you allow, when you allow, when you focus your attention on what is seen versus what isn't seen, we allow fear to rule us. Fear becomes a motivating factor. Fear becomes 
Fear becomes the things that, that, that rules your everyday life. However, when we live by faith and are moved based on what he said and not what we see, we operate in the supernatural. When we move based on what he said and not what we see, we move and live and operate based on the supernatural, in the supernatural. Again, fear connects us to the words of Satan. This is something real basic that I always want you to keep. This is why Jesus told us to fear not. Fear connects us to the words of Satan or allows the words of Satan to come to pass in our life. When you begin to fear that you won't have enough money for your bills, when you begin to fear that you're going to get laid off, when you begin to fear that that is you attaching yourself to something before it even happens. That's what fear is. You attaching yourself to something before it even happens. Whereas faith, you're, you allow yourself to connect to the word of God. You allow yourself to attach and put your attention on the word of God to allow that to come into your life. Fear connects you to the words of Satan, whereas faith connects you to the words of God. And the reason why we're teaching this again is because the enemy tries to control this world through fear. He tries to control this world through fear. Everything that is basically done in this earth, it is done through fear to try to get to, to get to, to try to control people. Now, we're not talking about rules. We're not talking about any of that other stuff. We're talking about anxiety. We're, talk, we're talking about worry. We're talking about you connecting to stuff that, that hasn't even happened yet, and you end up seeing it happen because you allowed yourself to worry about it. You allowed yourself to be anxious about it. You allowed yourself to, 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 to worry about it and grab hold of it before it even shows up. We're not talking about God telling you not to do something, not go someplace. No, that's not what we're talking about, because if God told you not to go somewhere, it's just like you tell your child not to run in the street and they go run in the street. There, there may there may become a consequence or just like you tell your kid. Let me not do, use as graphic of an example, but you tell your kid not not to touch the hot stove and they go and touch the hot stove. What's the consequence of touching the hot stove? They're going to hurt. They're going to they're going to burn themselves. Right. So we're not talking about you. You. You you doing things that God told you not to do. We're talking about you allowing the enemy to talk to you and, and and put a grip on your heart and move you in a direction to connect to his words rather than God's words. Y'all follow what I'm saying? Because we're going to get to to some stuff where God tells us not to do stuff, but that's not what we're not. That's not what we're really talking about. If you're taking that away, that's good. But we really want to focus on not allowing fear to run our lives, to not allow fear to be uh, the way in which we move and breathe and have our being. No, we want to allow God to be everything to have to cause us to move and make the decisions that we make and take the jobs that we take and buy the cars that we buy and the houses that we buy. We want to allow God to be that determining factor rather than fear. Amen. Faith and fear, again, operate by the same spiritual principles. That's why it's a fight over what you believe and what you talk about on a consistent basis, on a daily basis. Faith and fear operate by the same principles. That's why we lined it out this way. Fear connects you to the words of Satan. Faith connects you to the words of God and to the Holy Spirit. They operate by the same principles. That is why it's a faith. That's why it's a faith fight over what you believe, because what you believe is where you will fall on, on your sword. What you believe if you, if you believe the word of God, that's where you're going to land. If you're going to believe what Satan, 
excuse me, believe what Satan said, that's where you're going to land. That's why it's a fight over what you believe. Because if because both, because Satan knows that if he can get you to believe him, he's already got you. If he can get you to believe crazy, he can get you to act crazy. He can get you to think crazy. He can get you to do crazy. And if God can get you to believe him, he can get you to act the way he needs you to act. He can get you to think the way he wants you to think. He can get you to experience the things of his kingdom. That is why it's a fight for what you believe on a daily basis. That is why we need to be intentional about getting the word on a daily basis, allowing the word to get in us on a daily basis, allowing us to comprehend the word on a daily basis so that we can move in the proper directions that we need to go. Some of y'all may be sitting here looking, well, BJ, I get into the word, but do you stay in the word? Because some of us go like this. We go back and forth between faith and fear. We don't always stay in faith. And I'm not just saying you. That happens with everybody from time to time. And that's because the enemy tries to put so much weight on us that that's why we have to be intentional about getting back to the word and getting back to what God said so that we can be rooted and grounded in faith and not allow fear to ruin our lives and run our lives. Are y'all listening to me? Because I'm not sitting here saying that 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 that, that preachers and, and myself and, and anybody is perfect and we always walk in faith. No, the enemy is trying to come after us as well. He's trying to get us to fear. That's why I'm teaching you about this. That's why I'm talking to you about this. If he's coming at me 10 times, I know he's coming at you at least 10 times or even more. Because <laughs> there's no difference between you and me. So if he's trying to get me to fear, then I know he's trying to get you to fear because that's how he operates. And I know if God is trying to get me to operate in faith, I know he's trying to get you to operate in faith. And what I mean by that is he's trying to get you to stand on his word. He's trying to get you to believe what he says rather than believing what the enemy says. So what words will have more weight with you? That's a question you need to ask yourself. What words will have more weight with you? And some of you may be asking, well, BJ, I don't know which words I need to be holding on to. Well, this is something that I can tell you. We give you so much word here, then you should you should know which way you should fall on. You should know that God wants your life to be good. You should know that God wants your life to be abundant. You should know God wants you to be saved. You should know that God wants you to be whole. That's why we give you the scriptures to show you that so that you can fall on that. So when anything contradictory shows up, you don't allow fear to pull you in that direction. You should be allowing faith to keep you where the word is concerned. Whose words will have more weight? Because when you decide, when you decide which word will have more weight, you will begin to operate more in faith or you will begin to operate more in fear. Whose words will have more weight in your life? Whose words will have more weight in your life? We are to believe God and not Satan in this world. Again, this is why God commands us and not just suggests to us not to fear. This is why God commands us and not just suggests to us not to fear. Okay? This is why he commands us to do this. Now, we're going to talk about this scripture. I'm not going to go to it, but you can study it on your own time. Job 3.25. Job chapter 3, verse 25 in the New Living Translation, it says this. And this is probably where we're going to end up. And we're going to come back next week and talk about uh, some ways that we can deal with fear. Job 3.25 says this. It says, what I always feared has happened to me. This is what Job said. Now, if you go read in Job chapter one, it talks about how Job was the righteous, the most righteous man on the earth at that time. 
And even the most righteous person in the earth had fear operating in his life. Because you being righteous doesn't have anything to do if you're going to operate in fear or not. Your identity as a believer, which is what the righteousness of God is, God, Jesus made you righteous because of his blood. And, and all you have to do is believe on his blood and you now are made righteous has nothing to do with whether or not you're going to operate in fear or whether you're going to operate in faith. That doesn't change the system of operation. Job was righteous and you were righteous. Job was righteous based on a different set of circumstances and we are righteous based on a different set of circumstances. But at the end of the day, faith and fear still operate the same. And in Job 3.25, he says, what I always feared has happened to me. What I dreaded has come true. Now, BJ, why are you talking about this? Job 3 and 25, he says this. BJ, why are you talking about this? Because if you study the story of Job, this is what you will find. You will see the most righteous person in all of the land when he was living. He had children, he had wealth, he had it all. But he continued to sacrifice or fear because he thought his kids were doing stuff and he thought he may lose everything. And because he feared it, Job 3.25 says, because he feared it, that's what ended up happening to him. Or otherwise, see, 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 this is why we have to understand this is what faith is designed to do. <laughs> because if you also read in that story, Satan said, he even went to God and said, you know what? Let me test that servant of yours, Job. And God said, you can go and do it because he's a righteous man. God wasn't concerned about God wasn't concerned about his his uh, God wasn't concerned about who he was because God had already determined he was righteous. It wasn't going to determine whether or not he was going to heaven or hell. But what was getting ready to happen was this faith fight with Satan <laughs> to determine whether or not the stuff in the earth was getting ready to happen to him. He ended up losing his kids. He ended up losing his family. Now, praise God, he got back double what he lost after he came to himself and stopped fearing. But this is what I want y'all to understand. Because we would have to study the whole story of Job. I would have to show you all of that to really break that down. And that's what we might do to, uh, to show. But, but, but let me finish talking about this right now. But Job 3.25 breaks down why we shouldn't be fearing. Because he says, what I always fear. Do y'all know what always is? Y'all know what always means? That means when he woke up, he was thinking about it. When he was eating breakfast, he was thinking about it. When he went to work, he was thinking about it. When he went to lunch, he was thinking about it. When he was talking to his friends in the back of his mind, he was thinking about all the crazy stuff that was getting ready to happen. When he was on his ride home, he was thinking about it. When he was watching the basketball game, he was thinking about it. He was always fearing. He was always fearing. That's what he says. What I always feared has happened to me. What did he fear? He feared something was going to happen to his kids. He feared he was going to lose all of his possessions. He feared all of this stuff was going on. And it ended up happening to him. And then fear is used in a different phrase here. What I dreaded has come true. Or in other words, he feared it so much, he began to see it actually happening in his life. And that is the transition that fear tries to get us to do. Man, this is good teaching. Watch this. What fear tries to get us to do is get us to create a vision of what we're fearing so that what we're seeing spiritually begins to see, begins to become what we see naturally. Listen to me, y'all. Listen to me. 
Fear is designed to get you to create a vision. If he can get you to meditate on it enough, if he can get you to think on it long enough, he can get you to begin, he can get you to begin to envision or see things that hasn't even happened yet and get you to connect to that fear thing and get you to, to actually see what you envision before it even shows up. This is why faith and having a proper imagination is important. When God gives you a word, he wants you to get in that word so much that that is the only thing that you live and breathe and see. Because if he can get you to live and breathe and see that word in the spirit, then it has no other choice but to manifest in the natural. So what Job should have been saying instead of what I always feared has happened to me, what God wants you to end up doing is what you are always faithing or what you're always believing needs to happen to you. Because dread switched the thing from you having worry and anxiety about something to you dreading it and you actually seeing it and then it's coming to pass. God wants you to faith that thing or believe that thing so that it can happen to you so that you can begin to see and have the proper vision to get what God desires for you to have in your life. Man, this is good teaching. This is again why Jesus says, I don't want you to fear. This is what this is why he says, I don't want you to fear, because if he can get you to fear, he can get you to envision. He can get you to imagine. He can get you to do something outside of the word and connect to his word and it can manifest in your life. But if God can ever get us to have faith in his word, if God can ever get us always having faith in his word to create the vision that he wants us to have so that we can see it in the spirit before we ever see it in the natural, we'll be on the right path to seeing it happen in our lives. This is why the enemy knows this. That is why it's always a faith battle. This is why it's always a decision whether or not you're going to believe what he says or you're going to believe what the enemy says. That's faith and fear in operation. This is why he said, fear not. And again, I'm going to repeat to you, this has nothing to do with your status or your identity in Christ. God has already determined your identity. Now, you may not realize your identity. You may not always walk in your identity because you forget it or you may never, may never have been taught your identity. But who you are, once you believe on him, has been settled. Do we need to completely understand our identity? Yes, because it's going to help our faith walk. Because if we don't fully understand our identity, we're going to be walking in fear. But that's not going to change whether we go to heaven or hell or not. It's not going to change our righteous disposition. It's not going to change that. What faith and fear does is helps us operate, whether we're going to operate like Christ or whether we're going to operate like an imp from the kingdom of darkness. Whether we're going to operate like Satan, where we're going to operate, whether we're going to allow fear to be the, 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 the prevailing thing in our life. And this is why, again, Jesus says, I don't want you to fear. Because if you fear, you allow, you, you begin to affect your vision. You begin to affect your imagination. And if you begin to allow that to affect your imagination, if you begin to allow that to affect your vision, then you allow that to move you in the wrong direction. And you end up looking, you end up looking up later on down the line, wondering why you ended up in this place, because you allowed fear to take you there rather than faith take you to the destination that God wanted to take you. So, again, 
let me give you guys this example real quick. Uh, this is why this is why uh, we shouldn't allow a little bit of fear. This is why we shouldn't allow a little bit of fear. Let me give you this example. If you have a clear glass of drinking water, right? You have a clear glass of drinking water. You're full of faith. That's what the clear glass is going to represent. And as soon as you put something dirty in there, if you drop, let's just say you, you, you pick up some dirt and drop some dirt in there. You pick up some sewage water and you drop a little bit of it in there. It's very few people that will still continue and drink that water. Why? Because it's contaminated. It's contaminated now. The only way I can drink it is pour out this whole glass of water and get me another one. This is why fear shouldn't be entertained on any level because fear is that little bit of dirt. Fear is that little bit of sewage water. It begins to contaminate everything going on in your life. And the only way you can have full and effective drink of water is if you get you a new one. Or you begin to expel that dirt. How can you begin to expel that dirt? I'm glad you asked. Let me give you this uh, another example. Instead of you using sewage water and dirt. Let's just take dye, for instance. You take dye. I, and I can use this as an example because it's a pretty cool example because I do it all the time. I always get a bottle of water because I drink a lot more water these days. But if I want to touch a flavor in it, what I do is I, I get the drink package and I put the little square drink packages in there. And so if I put the little square drink package in there, depending on what flavor it is, it's going to turn the water, whatever color that flavor is, right? Whether it's grape, fruit punch, you know, whatever it is, right? And so if I do that, it changes the color. It's no longer just a clear bottle of water. So if I decide that I no longer want that flavor in there, what do I need to do with that bottle of water? I need to put it under a filtered faucet and allow water to run in that bottle until it completely filters out all of the drink packet that I put in there until the color is completely gone out of that bottle so that now I have completely just water and no longer a little taste of flavor. That's what fear is. When we allow that little drink, when I squirt that little drink stuff in there and it changes the color of my water to give me the little flavor of the drink, uh, the little drink packet, that's what fear does. A little fear changes the whole composition. And in order for me to get that out of there, I have to run water to completely get it out of there or give me a whole new bottle of water. BJ, why are you giving me this example? Whenever you allow fear to come into your life in any little bit, in, in any form, whether it's little or a lot, you have to begin to flush it out or get a whole new set of a whole new set of beliefs. And the best thing that you can do as a believer is if you're not going to get a new, if you're not going to get a new set of belief, if you're not going to change your stance on Jesus, which you shouldn't, you should allow the word of God to be the water that you now flush and put into your water bottle so that it now cleans out what was in there and now gives you a brand new cup of water or a brand new bottle of water. BJ, why are you talking like this? This is why we need to always be doing it. Do y'all remember what Job said? He was always fearing and what he always feared happened to him. Well, let me tell you this. If you always believe in and if you always have in faith, what you have faith in will start happening to you. 
Amen. When you start believing and you never let it go, what you believe will start happening to you. And in order to get that little bit of faith out, you have to allow the word of God to constantly be pumped into that water. Allow the word of God to constantly be pumped into your heart, be pumped into your thinking. You have to continuously put that on the inside in order to flush out all the old ideals, all the old thought processes, all the old things that you had before you got born again. In order to flush all of that stuff out, you have to allow Holy Spirit and you got to allow time that you spend with Holy Spirit to flush all of that stuff out so that you can become the faith person that you need to be rather than the fear person. And that's what happens a lot of times. Again, my question to you is, what word is going to have more weight with you? Because if you're not pumping the proper word on the inside of you, then you're going to turn to the fear word when it comes. You're going to turn to the news when it gives a bad report. You're going to turn to all of this crazy stuff when all that news comes down about it. When you see the when you see the Instagram post, when you see something posted on Facebook, when you see a video on TikTok, when you see that and, you, and, you, and you're not allowing the word of God to be pumped in you on an always basis, you're going, to, you're, going, you're going to flock towards that rather than flocking towards the word of God. And that's going to determine whether you're going to be in fear or you're going to be in faith. So when Jesus says, I want you to fear not, this is why he's telling you not to fear. Because fear will push you towards the words of the world, the world, the word of chaos, the world of uncertainty, the word of anxiety, the word of depression. He'll push you all the way over in that arena. And then when you look up, you wonder why you way over here, because you allowed your fear to move you in that direction. That's why it's not a mistake or it's not a uh, you don't you don't just end up receiving from God or receiving the things from the kingdom of darkness, it's not a mistake. Are you operating in faith or are you operating in fear? When you hear news reports, are you in faith or are you in fear? <clears throat> when you hear that your job's getting ready to shut down, do you immediately go to, God, I thank you for taking care of me. And if my job gets shut down, I thank you that you're going to have a better job for me because your word says you want me to flourish and increase, not decrease. You, you don't want me to not flourish. And so because you don't want me to, you don't want me to not flourish and you don't want me to increase, obviously I must have a better job on the on the horizon that you're going to lead me to. When that becomes your way of life, when that becomes what you do on a daily basis, the abundant life will be yours. And I'm not talking about a you know a whole bunch of money and all this other stuff. I'm talking about a wealthy life in every area of your life. I'm talking about you being content and you being in an abundant place to take care of yourself and your family and also some wealthy things and some things that you can enjoy. But that's going to be your end goal because you're going to find yourself in a flourish, well-watered place because you allowed yourself to walk by faith and didn't allow yourself to walk by fear. Glory to God. So we won't be like Job allowing the fear or allowing always fear. And let me and let me give you some, uh, I mean, I, I've said these words before, but let me connect some more words to fear so that so that um so that people can fully understand. When we talk about fear, we are talking about worry. When we talk about fear, we are we are also talking about frustration. When we talk about fear, we also we are talking about 
uh, depression. When we talk about fear, we are talking about you being scared of stuff. When we talk about fear, we are talking about things that will grip you. We are talking about anxiety. We are talking about things that will try to grip you, that will try to grab hold to you, that will try to control your life. It's not okay to worry. It's not okay to fear. It's not okay to be depressed. It's not okay for you to be anxious because the enemy uses these as tools to connect you with his word. Because watch this, whenever you worry, it's from something negative. Whenever you frustrate it, it's from something negative. Whenever, you, uh, <laughs> whenever you're anxious, it's because of something crazy going on that doesn't line up with the word of God. Because it's tools of the enemy to try to connect you to the wrong thing. It's tools of the enemy to try to get you to connect to the kingdom of darkness. It's tools of the enemy that's trying to get you to connect to the things that you don't need to connect to. That is why. So, again, this is why we talk about emotions here, because when when you talk about emotions, again, emotions are the things that typically lead and guide your lives that move you in your directions. That is why fear connects to those things. It can fear wants to connect to you when you get sad. All everything is always going to be like this. Why? Did God say it was always going to be like this? If God didn't say it was always going to be like this, then why are you allowing sadness to stay there? Now, does that mean you may not be sad? Does that not mean you it may not try to creep up? No, it's going to try to creep up because that's what the enemy tries to use. But that's not something that we're going to keep because we're going to allow faith to we're going to allow the word and our time with Holy Spirit flush out all of that foolery. We're going to allow the word to flush out all of that. Uh, the stuff that's trying to contaminate us. And that's what fear is designed to do. Fear is designed to contaminate us. It's it is designed to change the composition of who you are. It is designed to change who you really are and how you operate. And so if God is trying to get you to operate in faith, then you need to allow fear to be dispelled out of doors. If God is trying to get you to operate in faith, this is why perfect love casts out fear. Because if you completely operate in love, fear will no longer be present. Fear doesn't reside in a place where love is because love is God and where God is, faith is. So faith, so fear can't reside there. It's cast out. It's removed because the focus is love. The focus is the word. The focus is faith. <laughs> so fear can't stay. Fear has to be expelled. It has to be kicked out of doors in the passage translation. Is that what it says in 1 John? It's kicked out of doors. It's, it's, it's out of here. This is why we don't allow a little bit of faith. I mean, excuse me. This is why we don't allow a little bit of fear into our hearts. We don't play with fear. Just like we don't play with a hot stove. Just like we don't play with running out in the street to possibly get rid. We don't play just like we don't play with that stuff. We don't play with fear. You wouldn't tell your kids to not run out in the street if you didn't think that there was imminent danger, possibly if they would have run into the street unattended. You wouldn't tell them not to touch the stove if you didn't think it was going to harm them. That's why you're telling them not to touch the stove, because you know it's going to harm them. I'm, Jesus told us not to fear because he knew it would harm us. He knew it would move us in a direction that we didn't need to go. That is why he said, fear not. Well, BJ, you ain't show us no scriptures where Jesus said that. Don't worry about it. I'm going to get to it. And if, you, and if you just Google fear not, you'll find some yourself. I have some, but we ain't got time for them right now. We ain't got time for it. We ain't got time, but we're going to get to them. Trust and believe. We're going to get to them. 
We're going to get to them. Glory to God. I'm, I'm done tonight. I'm done. I'm done. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm done right now. I'm done. All right. Man, I didn't even get to get to all of these scriptures, man. But that's okay. Again, we got time. I hope y'all understood what I was talking about tonight. I hope y'all, because because now it's time to give. It's time to give. Let me get y'all up out of here. It's time to give. And because it's time to give, don't allow fear to control whether you give or not. Allow faith to control whether you give or not. Oh, I'll be there. What are you talking about now? Allow the Holy Spirit to tell you what you should give. If Holy Spirit tells you to give, then you give. Holy Spirit tells you to tithe, which he will, you tithe. If, if, if this is where he's telling you to tithe, wherever he's telling you to tithe, you tithe, right? But if he's telling you to tithe here, you, you tithe, okay? If he's, wherever he's telling you to give, you give. That's, that's fear and faith. Because see, watch this. When it, when, especially when it comes to giving, because a lot of people fear, well, if I give, I ain't going to have. That's fear talking. That's fear talking. You want to know how I know it's fear talking? Because when the Bible says I sow and I reap from what I sow, me, I need to have faith in that. Because whenever I sow, I never lose. I always gain. See, that's a revelation and that's an understanding that you can operate in faith in whenever you give. It's never a loss when I obey God. It's never a loss when I give to God. Why? Because when he said I give, he gives back to me good measure pressed down. When he says I give, I reap what I sow. When he says I give, he says he'll open up the windows. When he says I give, he says he'll take care of me. That's where the faith talk is. But fear says, man, I ain't going to give them because if I give them $20, I ain't going to have money for lunch tomorrow. Who says that God didn't already have your lunch taken care of if you obey? Huh? Who are you listening to? Which weight, which excuse me, which word carries more weight? Which word carries more weight? What God says or what the enemy says? Or what you say? Because we can say some stuff sometimes <laughs> that'll get us off what God said, and the enemy be like, I didn't even tell you that. You came up with that on your own. You came up with that on your own. I ain't had nothing to do with that. You gave me credit for something. God told you to do this. You talked yourself out of doing that. So if you want to give tonight, I just want y'all to obey God, man. I want y'all to obey God. <laughs> I want y'all to obey God uh, with what he's telling you to do, man. And if you want to give via Cash App, it's dollar sign BJPE Ministries. If you give with through Cash App, make sure you put your email address in the for section of Cash App so that we can email you back and let you know that we receive your gift of love and so that we can keep an accurate accounting of the gift that you gave to the ministry. If you give via Tithely and if you give via Givelify, if you already have your account set up, great. You can give a one time or you can give recurring. You can give with a credit card, debit card, ACH transaction, Google Pay. Smart, I mean, uh, Google Pay, Apple Pay, Samsung Pay, all the pays. You can pay with either one of those. I appreciate it because all I got to do is show my face and I'm giving and I'm done. <laughs> or you can text give to 844 952 3394. 852, I mean, 844 952 3394. Text give, it'll take, it'll bring a form up on your phone and, uh, you can give that way. Amen. 
I pray you guys learn something tonight. I pray you guys receive the word. Listen, don't give in, don't give in fear, give in faith. Don't give because you think you think things won't happen. This is another thing I'm gonna say before I, before I leave. Don't give because you fear things won't happen if you don't give. BJ, what are you talking about? For years, people have feared people into giving or tried to scare people into giving. That's not how I want you to give. That's not how God wants you to give. God wants you to give in faith, knowing he will take care of you. That's, those are two different things. A lot of people will, will try to fear you into giving or try to uh, say, hey, this is not going to happen for you if you don't give, to try to get you to give. That's not motivation for giving. Motivation for giving should be simply based on what God said and Holy Spirit prompting your heart and giving what you purpose in your heart to give. You giving out of love and faith, not out of fear, thinking something crazy is going to happen to you. And that's where we twisted the giving. And that's why it hasn't been as effective as it is, because a lot of people give because they, they don't want the curse to flow on their life. Not knowing that the curse already gone, but I'm giving because I want to obey God. I want to give because I love God. That should be my motivation for giving, not because I'm scared of a curse happening. That's fear operating in my life. And that's why you're that's why you give with holes in your pockets. That's why that's why when you give, it's not doing anything because you're scared something's gonna happen if you don't. Give because of faith. Give because of love. Give based on what God is telling you to do. Don't give because you think things won't happen, but give in faith. Give out of love and watch this. It'll connect you to faith and it will connect you to the word that God promised you will happen. Amen. Let me pray for y'all right now. Father, in Jesus name, we thank y'all so much for the word. Father, we thank you for the Holy Spirit. And Father, we thank you that Holy Spirit is speaking to every single person that's getting on this live, that will listen to this live later. Holy Spirit, speak to them concerning their individual lives so that they can apply it to their life the way that you desire for them to apply to their lives. Holy Spirit, you know each individual, you know the intricacies of their lives. And so we thank you that you know how to lead each and one, each one of us in our lives to not operate in fear. You know the areas where we have fear. So Father, we thank you that right now fear is expelled out of doors because we will allow the word to fill up that area where fear is trying to stay. We allow the word and your spirit to fill up in the area in which fear is trying to stay. We love you so much, Father, and we live by faith and not by sight. We walk by faith and not in fear. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank y'all so much for joining me tonight. We appreciate you guys. Uh, govern yourselves accordingly. Listen, thank y'all so much. If this word was a blessing to you, share this word with your family and your friends. Share this word with your family and your friends. If you have a testimony, we'd love to hear it. If you have a prayer request, we'd love to pray for you. If you'd like to become a partner, we'd like to hear from you because this is a good ministry to connect to so that you can receive everything that God has for you. If God is speaking to you, go ahead and connect. Go ahead and connect. Let us know. Email us or direct message us on any one of our social media platforms, wherever you're watching us right now. Amen. Uh, love y'all. See y'all next week. Obey God. Enjoy your weekend. Peace. If you would like to connect with our ministry, please email us at bjpiggyministries at gmail.com or follow us at bjpiggyministries on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, or YouTube. This podcast is made possible by the support of friends and partners like you. 
If you'd like to show your financial support, you may do so via Cash App, Tithely.com, or GiveLify.com by searching for BJ Piggy Ministries. Thank you. Uh, I tread on serpents and scorpions on a daily. I stand and walk in the authority that he gave me. I'm a reflection of God, so watch me be the light. It's time that we show the world that. 